Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're talking about spy balloons versus EMP weapons platforms. That's correct, spy balloons or EMP weapons platforms. Now, we've all been paying attention to these Chinese spy balloons that have been making their way across the globe. In fact, one of them was just shot down yesterday. There's been a lot of talk about these things, photographing and listening to sensitive areas across the United States and across the world for that matter. But there's also some thought that these might actually be a, tri- a trial run for something much more sinister. Perhaps these things could be carrying a payload, not of spy equipment, but of an EMP weapons platform. And that's an electromagnetic pulse weapons platform. Now we're going to get into this program a little bit today. The first thing we're looking at is uh, we're going to get up to date on these uh, Chinese spy balloons. And then we'll take a look at what these things could hold in store for the country. Now, this third article comes to us from the dailymail.cu.com, written by Alyssa Kuzman. Title says, Third Chinese spy balloon is operating near U.S. interests, but officials won't say where after shooting down first balloon off South Carolina coast. And this article is dated February 4th, 2023. And this is uh, this past evening, uh, 716, or, yeah, 716 uh, p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It says a third Chinese spy balloon could be lingering near U.S. interest, but officials won't say where it is. An anonymous source told the Washington Post a third balloon is likely operating near the U.S. after the first balloon was discovered hovering over Montana on Thursday, and another was found above Latin America on Friday. The first balloon was shot down by an F-22 Raptor out of Langley Air Force Base with a single AIM 9X Sidewinder missile at 2.38 p.m. today off the coast of South Carolina. Now, just remembering that we're not sure if these things are spy balloons or if they're possibly a test run for something uh, much more nefarious. A source told the Post that the discovery of the balloons was an embarrassment to the Chinese who are, quote, freaked out by the incident. They're in a very tough place, a source told the outlet, and they have very few cards to play right now. Now, That seems strange to me. I mean, how could they not think that people would just look up in the air and see these things? I mean, these are from eyewitness accounts. China said the first balloon was collecting weather data when it was blown off course. However, on Saturday, two officials told the Washington Post that the balloons were part of a Chinese military surveillance program that relies on technology that helps supply the People's Liberation Army. That sounds a lot more likely. But, you know, we've had these cases of drones and balloons and whatnot flying over nuclear installations, uh, army bases, air force bases, and this has been going on for a long time, and the government seems to have had no interest in doing anything about it. But this time, I think, there was just enough of an outrage over it that they were forced to do something. It says officials don't know exactly what the balloons do, just that they have some sophisticated communications gear. Now, that's very correct. 
as we've been talking about, this could be some sort of a dry run. A lot of, people, a lot of folks think it is for a potential uh, EMP attack, and that's much, much worse than uh, a spy balloon. The first balloon spotted in Montana was hovering over a U.S. military base that houses nuclear missiles. Wouldn't that be just the place to uh, blast one of those EMT blast off to put that thing out of commission if if uh, you were about to attack somebody? Officials had worked to make sure the balloon wouldn't be able to get information from the site, but did not elaborate on how. We took every action to make sure those sites don't show anything that anybody would find interesting, a defense official had told the Post. Joe Biden praised the Top Gun fighter jet pilot who shot down the Chinese spy balloon off the coast of South Carolina today after he vowed to, quote, take care of it. Yeah, footage showed the jet screaming towards the spy aircraft before firing the missile as stunned locals watched from the coast. Well, you know, if you watch that video, and they don't sound so much stunned as they sound enthusiastic to see this intruder shot down. An operation was underway to recover the wreckage and retrieve any valuable intelligence before it sinks into the ocean. Well, <laughs> believe me, I think I, would, I think I saw that that landed in about 46 feet of water. Be assured, that thing sank instantly. They're going to have to go down there with probably scuba divers or some sort of underwater retrieval to bring that thing back up. And also, they said it was like the size of a school bus. And you can see, it looks enormous just hanging there. Biden told reporters, quote, I ordered the Pentagon to shoot down on Wednesday as soon as possible without doing damage to anyone on the ground. They decided that the best time to do it was when it got over water. Yeah, I guess they could have shot it down over the desert, but maybe they wanted to collect this thing in one piece, too, to just to see what the uh, Chinese have collected. Um, it seems like they probably would have already owned enough politicians that they wouldn't need to use these satellite weather balloons to uh, pick up things on radar, but who knows. They successfully took it down, and I want to compliment our aviators who did it, the president said as he stepped off Air Force One en route to Camp David at Hagerston Regional Airport, Maryland. The Pentagon confirmed the balloon, which was being used by the People's Republic of China in an attempt to surveil strategic sites in the continental United States, was brought down above the U.S. territorial waters. Now, I find this strange because we know that you know all the major countries have satellites, and those satellites can see things on the ground. And we've known for some time that they could, those satellites are accurate enough that they can uh, read license plates and reportedly even uh, read the date uh, off a penny on the sidewalk. So why they would have to have these uh, balloons to do their spy work is beyond me. And beyond that, you know, they have uh, hundreds of thousands of Chinese students going to school here. The Chinese government has been caught red-handed giving money to, in, the, in the millions and millions of dollars to politicians on both sides of the aisle, okay? It just goes on constantly. It doesn't seem like there's any end to it. So you would think, you would think that the Chinese have more than enough assets within the borders of the United States to know what's going on than to have to send a weather balloon overhead, you know? Why not, just use, why not just use a local spy or perhaps a satellite? It seems like it would do a lot better job. Definitely uh, wouldn't be so out in the open. It says the uh, 
The airspace in the, in the Carolinas has now reopened after the Federal Aviation Authority announced a ground stop at Charleston, Myrtle Beach, and Wilmington's International Airports shortly after 1 p.m. The Coast Guard earlier advised mariners to immediately leave the area due to military operations that present a significant hazard. Yeah, school bus falling 60,000 feet out of the sky. Yeah. Ahead of the strike, a KC-135 Stratotanker refueling aircraft as well as F-22 Raptors were observed flying in the area along with the U.S. Navy P-8 Poseidon Patriot aircraft. A Coast Guard 8C-130 search and rescue plane also took off from Wilmington. The F-22s flew with the call signs Frank-01 and Frank-02 in a possible homage to World War One ace and Medal of Honor recipient First Lieutenant Frank Luke Jr., dubbed the Arizona Balloon Buster for taking out German observation balloons. The Biden administration confirmed the shootdown order around 2 p.m. after the president this morning vowed, quote, we're going to take care of it, as he stepped off Air Force One at Hancock Field Air National Base, upstate New York. Have to wonder why they didn't take care of it the minute that it came across the Canadian border. Biden gave the order as it, as it emerged that a Chinese spy balloon had been spotted over Latin America, passing over the Panama Canal and moving southeast over Venezuela. But I'm thinking, doesn't the Chinese Communist Party already own Panama Canal? Didn't didn't Carter give that back to the Panamanians, who in turn sold rights to that to China? I have to check into that. The Pentagon confirmed the second Chinese aircraft Friday night. We are seeing reports of a balloon transiting Latin America. We now assess it is another Chinese surveillance balloon, Chief Pentagon Spokesman Brigadier General Patrick Ryder said. But the Biden administration's attempts to hide the blatant U.S. airspace violation from the public for almost a week and an action over the threat to national security have infuriated Republicans. And remember, this comes in right at the same time that Biden's is facing a lot of uh, allegations that he's been far too cozy with the Chinese. Communist Chinese surveillance balloon violates international law and threatens our homeland, Representative Nicole Maltakis uh, told the New York Post. It's an outrage that Biden administration spotted this balloon days ago as, as it was flying over the Aleutian Islands and did nothing about it. She said, the president has not even made a comment about this unacceptable act of aggression by the CCP. Biden first became aware of the balloon last Sunday, January 28th, when it was spotted over Alaska. The U.S. military tracked it over Canadian airspace, and as it re-entered the U.S. territory on Tuesday, the following day, Biden was given a detailed report on the aircraft and its and its course attended by Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, Chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff Mark Milley. Biden initially wanted to take it down, but Milley and Austin argued the risk from falling degree was too great, sources revealed. Well, it seems like you can just evacuate the area, you know, somewhere over the Rockies where there, nobody lives at, perhaps. Even with the Bering Street, Bering Strait would have been fine. Meanwhile, the administration went to the Chinese embassy for an explanation and continued making preparations for Blinken's landmark diplomatic visit. The administration finally told the public on Thursday after local, Mon over, after local Montana paper, the Billings Gazette, published photos of the balloon. This is exactly how it will be 
if we ever uh, experience an organized incursion uh, of UFOs or UFO phenomena into our airspace where these entities finally decide that they're, they're going to make contact and maybe not contact in a positive way. You see the government just ignoring and covering up the situation the same way that they ignore and cover up UFO phenomena every time somebody reports it. It says, a report last month mentioned at least two instances of a rival power conducting aerial surveillance with what appeared to be unknown cutting-edge technology, sources told the New York Times. Although the report did not single out any country, two US, offic U.S. officials familiar with the research named China. The two sites where the unusual surveillance was detected included a military base in the U.S. and another overseas. Even when it seems like when our own assets are threatened, they want to cover it up. Since 2021, the Pentagon has studied 366 unexplained incidents and determined that 163 were balloons. Well, if we know that we have this many balloons flying around, and I'm going to say it again, why aren't they tracking these things? Why aren't they organizing some kind of way to keep track of them so that they don't present a threat to national security or a, th or a threat to quite frankly, passenger airline travel. And quit crying wolf. When somebody sees a legitimate UFO, don't just blow that person off by saying that it's a weather balloon. And it's, it's got the situation now where they've used this crutch of weather balloons as a way to uh, debunk UFO sightings to the point where at, even if they are a serious threat, people aren't going to believe them because they just hear this over and over again like a mantra. The mantra of weather balloon is right up there with conspiracy theory. Anyway, the, the article goes on and does a little bit more uh, uh, detailed you know, analysis of things. and I think it's actually a pretty well-written article. But that kind of brings us up to speed on uh, where we presently are with this uh, Chinese balloon situation. Now, Yes, they're framing this as a uh, spy balloon situation, but as we've been talking about, there's a very real possibility in a lot of people's mind that this could be a trial run for an EMP attack. So let's look at what an electromagnetic pulse actually is. If you go to Wikipedia, you find out that an electromagnetic pulse, or EMP, it's also known as a transient electromagnetic disturbance. TED, T-E-D, is a brief burst of electromagnetic energy. Now, depending on the source, the origin of an EMP can be natural or artificial. It can occur as an electromagnetic field, as an electric field, or as a magnetic field, or as a conducted electric current. The electromagnetic interference caused by an EMP disrupts communications and damages electronic equipment. At higher levels of energy, an EMP, such as a lightning strike, can physically damage objects such as buildings and aircraft. The management of EMP effects is a branch of electromagnetic compatibility, or EMC, engineering. Now, EMP weapons deliver high-energy EMP designed to disrupt unprotected infrastructure. In wartime, the most likely use would be to put the electrical network of the largest country out of commission. 
Now, how convenient would that be if you were, say, looking to uh, do a sneak attack on another country? If you just had multiple uh, high-altitude balloons disguised as weather balloons or spy balloons, and let's just say you somehow had, instead of spy equipment or scientific equipment suspended from this balloon, let's just say a platform contained an electrical uh, mag- electromagnetic pulse or EMP weapon. And that's why people were worried when this recent uh, Chinese uh, spy balloon was cruising at altitude over uh, Air Force bases and nuclear power plants uh, throughout throughout the uh, western United States. Now let's turn our attention to an EMP attack and how that could be carried out. What it would it look like? This article comes to us from futurescience.com, written by Jerry Emanuelson at BSEE. It says, Future Science LLC. It starts off, it says, This is a brief article exploring the possibility of a nuclear EMP attack by gas balloon. Whenever someone writes an article like this, there's often the accusation by people who have never given any thought to the subject or never read much about it before that it is giving ideas to the bad guys. You can be sure that everyone who has come close to being able to execute such an attack has already thought of this. It is the innocent people who cannot imagine this sort of evil who have never imagined a balloon-launched nuclear electromagnetic pulse attack. This attack is written only to make the possible victims of such an attack aware of what is technically possible. Helium balloons have been used in nuclear tests before, both as the target and on at least one occasion as the carrier of the weapon. That's a scary thought, that you could put a nuclear weapon, or any kind of weapon actually, on one of these so-called weather balloons and just turn them loose. Balloons have both advantages and disadvantages over missiles. There are two principal disadvantages of of balloons. Balloons cannot carry a nuclear warhead anywhere close to being high enough for an EMP attack that would cover the continental United States or similar area in another geographical region. Current balloon technology also cannot get the weapon high enough for a maximally effective E1 pulse. The pulse will lose some of its coherence at the lower altitudes reachable by balloon, therefore the magnitude of the E1 electromagnetic pulse would probably be limited to a maximum of 15 to 20,000 volts per meter. This is still much larger than the EMP caused at Hawaii by Starfish Prime or over Kazakhstan by the Soviet Operation K-Test. There's also a slight disadvantage in the lack of control after a balloon launch, but this can be mitigated by careful attention to weather conditions. Of course, we know uh, it might be a situation where an adversary, such as China, is not trying to take the whole country down. It's just trying to take down a certain uh, military installations, things like that. There are many advantages to a balloon launch for the attacker. One is the great difficulty in detecting the launch as compared to a missile. This is especially true if the balloon were launched at night, which is the only time that such an attack would make sense. A balloon could easily reach its maximum altitude and detonate before sunrise. Nations without highly developed nuclear weapons programs can find that there is great difficulty in mating a nuclear weapon to a rocket. There are no such problems dangling the weapon from a balloon. The importance of miniaturization and reduced weight are much less important for a balloon-launched weapon. Wow, this is some pretty heavy stuff, and it really, it really, to me, 
brings to mind the, the need of the government to start doing a lot better job tracking these balloons. As I've said before, so oftentimes when somebody sees a UFO, the first thing out of the mouth of the debunkers, of government officials, or whoever is, well, that's a weather balloon. Well, that's nonsense. Because if they're not doing it now, this government should be tracking every single balloon up there. There should never be a question about whether or not it was a balloon or whether or not it could have been a balloon. The damage could be done by a balloon-launched weapon. The damage that could be done by a balloon-launched weapon would be quite considerable. For example, a balloon launched off the coast of New Jersey in the right wind conditions could gain sufficient altitude to put a very damaging EMP over an, over an area extending from Washington, D.C. to north of New York City. The number of financial and critical data processing centers in this area would ensure the worst national catastrophe since the U.S. Civil War. Any addition, in addition, many critical power grid transformers are in this region and would likely be damaged beyond repair due to the geomagnetically induced currents resulting from the explosion. If the weapons are thermonuclear, the destruction of the power grid would be much worse. So just think about this. Now we know that we have a major, major shortage and issues in the supply chain as far as these transformers are concerned. Uh, your transformer goes out, uh, quite likely it's not going to be replaced in 24 hours. These things uh, take a while to get made. So if we were to uh, have a an EMP pulse go through, say, a, a big population center like New York City and take out hundred, hundreds of these transformers, you know, it could be six months, a year, maybe two years before... They got this stuff all back online. The resulting, uh, the results to the economy and to uh, just the society in general would be catastrophic. As I have stated elsewhere, it is common and completely untrue. It is a common and completely untrue fallacy that going from a simple fusion weapon to a thermal nuclear weapon is exceedingly difficult and expensive. New car companies do not begin by building Stanley steamers and for the Ford Model T or the Ford Model T, new radio companies do not spend decades with ancient vacuum tube radio designs before putting solid-state radios on the market. Just because the United States and the old Soviet Union had lots of difficulty in moving from simple fusion weapons to much more powerful thermal nuclear weapons, doesn't mean that any other nation would have similar difficulties. When the United States and the Soviet Union discovered the currently used dry fuel two-stage thermal nuclear weapons, the first test in each case was, such, was so much more powerful than expected that each of those first tests actually resulted in human fatalities. In other words, the bombs were so big they killed people that they didn't think there would be any way that they, those bombs would be able to kill. The hardtack Yucca test of 1928-1958 carried a payload of 762 pounds to its planned altitude of 85,000 feet in one hour and 28 minutes. I think these balloons are going about 60,000 feet, these spy balloons. Larger balloons using more modern materials and perhaps using hydrogen instead of helium could go much higher, an altitude that would be reasonable to attain for a small country with a fairly crude nuclear weapon designed for EMP use might be closer to 120,000 feet, a little more than 36 kilometers. For those who wish to see a short video that says the actual balloon launch, then it goes and gives you a load, gives you, it gives you a uh, link to the uh, to the uh, atomic bomb that they let off with this balloon, and then it goes on. It says, in addition to the scenario stated above, it may also be possible 
to loft a balloon with a nuclear weapon into the eye of a hurricane under the right conditions into the eye of the low-pressure system of a nor'easter, this would produce a multiple disaster and prolong the duration of damage by many years. In either of these cases, the launching ship could pose as a scientific vessel launching weather balloons, which would, in or, which would do in order to characterize the updrafts near the center of the low-pressure system. Wow. It goes on, it says, As of February 2012, the world altitude record for a gas balloon is 53 kilometers. That'd be about 30 miles, 150,000 feet. That balloon, however, had a payload of only about 12 pounds. Much heavier payloads would were carried into the mid-stratosphere more than 50 years ago. One of those notable was on August 16, 1960, manned by, flight, manned by the flight of the Excelsior III by Joseph Kittlinger. And then it goes on and talks about how they've been They've been practicing flying balloons higher and higher for at least the last 40, 50 years. Now, I want to look at this next article here. Now, this last article I want to look at is uh, posted on MSN.com, but it ran in the Washington Examiner. It says, Dry Run, Balloons Called Top Delivery Platform for Nuclear EMP Attack. This is by Paul Bedard. came out Friday. It says, high-altitude balloons like the one China has floated over Mountain State military bases this week are considered a key delivery platform for secret nuclear strikes on America's electric grid, according to intelligence officials. Spy balloons used by Japan to drop bombs during World War II are now far more sophisticated, can fly at up to 20,000 feet, evade detection, and carry a small nuclear bomb that, if exploded in the atmosphere, would shut down the grid and wipe out electronics in a mini statewide area. The threat of balloon launched electromagnetic pulse attacks has warned was warned about by Congressional EMP Commission and inside the military several years ago. In a 2015 report for the American Leadership and Policy Foundation, Air Force Major David Steckenberg, one of the nation's leading EMP experts, wrote extensively about the threat balloons carrying bombs pose to national security. Using a balloon as a WMD slash WME platform could provide adversaries with a pallet of altitudes and payload options with which to maximize offensive targets against the U.S., he wrote in the report. A high-altitude balloon could be designed, created, and launched in a matter of months. There's nothing to prevent several hundred pounds of weapons materials from being delivered to altitude, he added. Today, told Secrets, Chinese recent Chinese recent balloon flyer of the United States is clearly a provocation and an aggressive act. It was most likely a type of dry run meant to send strategic messages to the U.S. We must not take this for granted. It goes on and says, Now in the private sector, Steckenberg, a national security expert and scientist who led the Defense Department's EMP task force and chairman of the American Leadership and Policy Foundation, pointed to Japan's World War II Project Fugo that targeted the U.S. with balloon bombs as an example of threat. Not since World War II has North America faced a threat of this nature. Project Fugo in Japan used balloons to float bombs on the trade winds across the Pacific to the U.S. and Canada. EMP experts have warned that China, North Korea, Russia, and Iran have programs to hit the U.S. grid with the electromagnetic pulses that would cut the cord for a year or longer. A congressional report has warned that a blackout that long could res- that a blackout that long could result in millions of deaths. Well, I think that just, that's just a given. I imagine, you know, given the current state of disorder in society in general, 
Imagine what things would be like if we had no power for a year. No heat in the cold climates, uh, no cooling off on hot summer nights, no way to keep your food cold, no way to keep your medicine cold, factories going down. It would just, it would be, just be the equivalent of, of a total war waged on whatever country that happened to. It says, Stuckenberg cited the research of the late Peter Pry, who headed a congressional commission on EMP and specifically reported on the potential of a balloon-launched attack. He wrote in the report, Peter Pry, a former CIA analyst and member of the Congressional Commission to assess the threat to the United States from an EMP attack, stated, Imagine the consequences of a balloon EMP attack that damages and destroys electronic systems at the speed of light within an EMP field with a radius of hundreds of kilometers, hundreds of miles. The eastern grid generates 75% of U.S. electricity and supports most of the population. Pry also notes, Virtually any nuke detonated anywhere over the eastern grid will collapse the entire eastern grid, not just the area within the EMP field, because of the cascading failures that will ripple outward. Well, yeah, once they start taking these power plants out, there's definitely going to be a cascading effect. Stuckenberg concluded in his paper, In the case of the EMP, the consequences of a failure to anticipate all delivery modes within the reach of an imaginary enemy could be immediate and widespread. As guardians of our nation's future, planners must leave no stone unturned in an effort to deprive America's enemies of low-cost, low-tech, high-consequence military operations. China has said that their balloon flying over Montana is safe and not a threat. The Pentagon has rebuffed the calls to shoot it down because it could be a safety issue to those below it. Really, a, real, a safety issue out there in the middle of the, of the uh, great desert around Utah? Over the Rocky Mountains, where you know it's just com- com- complete, uh, completely desolate, would it have been a safety threat to shoot it down as it as it came across a Bering Street there, Bering Strait in Alaska? There's plenty of unpopulated places to get shot this thing down at. You really have to wonder what's going on with our Pentagon, what's going on with our elected officials that this thing wasn't taken down a lot sooner. What I find interesting about this whole situation with this balloon is just uh, the complete uh, lack of caring that's been shown by our government and by the people in our government who are supposed to be protecting us. They had the same reaction when we had uh, those UFOs flying over uh, Air Force bases a couple years ago. I think it was in Colorado. And over the nuclear power plants, I believe it was in Arizona uh, a couple years ago also, where they had these... They called them drones that were flying in formation over these nuclear plants. The government seemed to have no interest in it whatsoever. Just put their head in the sound, ignore it, or maybe they are complicit. That's it. Almost at a point, you have to say, do these people just don't care, or are they actually complicit? At what point does their plausible, does their plausible deniability end, and their uh, fiduciary duty kick in? At what point are these people held responsible for not doing their job of protecting the skies? It, it's, it's, it's far past the time that they should just be able to use um, the generic uh, excuse that, well, the UFO you saw was a weather balloon. Those weather balloons should all be tracked and followed. They should be identified, numbered, identified, recognized, track them all the way. There should never be a question of, oh, well, there's all kinds of stuff out there. People shouldn't just be able to send up a weather balloon at will. Okay, 
this should not be a high school uh, after school exper experiment. These things need to be tracked. They need to be kept track of so they don't they don't present a threat to others. And if they aren't tracked, if we don't know who they belong to, then they should be assumed to be a threat. So the, what I really find uh, fascinating about this story is how um, the attitudes, uh, the just just the slackadaisical attitude toward UFOs of debunking people, uh, using this weather balloon excuse for so many years has just seems like it's created uh, an atmosphere that when an actual weather balloon from a hostile nation is spotted overhead, those same those same people just say, well, nothing to worry about, nothing to see here. But but considering that, I think what's really what we've really saw happen in the last couple of weeks here with this balloon flying over Montana and finally being shot down last night is that people are sick of it. They're fed up with it. They're fed up with uh, the powers that be in the government and the military not recognizing uh, clear and present dangers that threaten us, not doing their job by shooting this thing down immediately. And maybe this will eventually lead to those same people not, not just uh, automatically dismissing a UFO sighting as a weather balloon sighting. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over now.